Hi, I'm Associate Pastor Ryan French, and we're so glad you're listening to the Apostolic Tabernacle Church podcast. We hope this teaching and preaching resource is a blessing. We'd love to pray for you. If you'd like to submit a prayer request, you can do so by visiting our website, www.aptabupc.com. Just click the prayer request tab in the menu. You can also support this ministry with an offering at the website as well, or by texting the word GIVE to 678-846-6522. Again, that's 678-846-6522. If you live in the Atlanta area, we'd be honored to see you in one of our services. We'll invite you right into our church family and make you feel right at home. And we magnify you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Now, if you'll turn with me to 2 Kings, we're going to preach. Some people think that Pentecostals just are loud and rambunctious and they shout and dance. And, and we do. We do all those things. But uh, we also believe in the Word of God and the preaching of the Word of God. And the preaching doesn't matter if you don't live it. We believe in living the word and the truth of God. So turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 4. Let me do this, and I want to thank a number of folks, and folks that I forget this time, I will, I will get them the next time around, but I want to, I think in prayer today, I just, I just overwhelmed with thankfulness. And, and by the way, uh, I'm going to greet everyone after service, and I'm going to wear this mask right here. Now, I, I feel safe, but I want you to feel safe. And I want to do it as an example. I don't wear it every single time. But we are, by the way, if you don't know this, we're in a third wave. That's what the, that's what the doctors are now calling the third wave. And our superintendent and his wife are both, Georgia superintendent of the United Pentecostal Churches, both have COVID. And Brother Johns was put in the hospital, I think it was, what was a day or two ago at least and uh, he was quite sick once they began the medication he has responded well can you say praise God we thank God for that and I don't know how old he is but I'd say he's my age that's just my uh, that's what I think he is about my age I know there's folks here that know his exact age but he's so in other words he's very young but he looks older. No, I'm just kidding. He, he's, he's my age. So we're going to greet you. I'm going to keep it here. Sometimes I forget, but I'm going to keep it right here. So afterwards, I'm going to wear it. And that way, I don't want any of you feeling like you're an odd duck or something because you're trying to protect yourself because nobody feels that way. And young people, sometimes they don't feel they need to do it. And, and I'm not, I'm not uh, Adolf Hitler. I didn't come to tell the world what to do. But we need to use as much wisdom as we possibly can. You know, so just because young people may not be doing it, you know, there's a lot of things they don't have to worry about. They usually have hair. That's one thing they have. And different things. And teeth. And so they don't have to worry about the same things, but, but we want to be careful, and so we appreciate it. I want to thank our First Lady, and I think we will hold the applause, but for this one, I think we should thank the Lord for Sister French, our First Lady. There would be no French family, there would be no Pastor French if it were not for Sister French. I'm telling you that right now. And I love her from the bottom of my heart. I wish she were in here, because if she could hear this, it would help me. It'd give me such great points. 
but she is a marvelous first lady. I want to tell you, I've been in the church since I was 11 years old, and I've seen some marvelous ministers. I have never known of a woman of God any more impacting than our first lady, and I thank God for her, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I thank God for my associate pastor who's on the platform with me, our music minister that was just here. He's also our youth director and his family, all of our music ministry workers, our church bookkeepers, our event planners. We had a wedding uh, Thursday night at midnight. Now, some of you said, I didn't know you existed at midnight, Brother French. Well, I don't normally. I can tell you right now, I'm an early bird. I am not a, a midnight is not my cup of tea, but we had a marvelous wedding, a, a brand new family that's come in and, they, and we, we had a beautiful wedding. I want to thank our facility upkeep coordinator and all those that work with her our groundskeeper and those that work with him, our building maintenance uh, leader and those that work with him, our ushers and, and our leader and those that work with him, our children's ministry workers and leaders, our sound crew and live stream. And I thank God for that. And our, bene our, bele <laughs> our benevolence ministry and all those that work with getting food out in the pantry, all the things that, the, many, many things they do. Can we just thank God for them by clapping our hands right now? Lord, I thank you so so very much they deserve every applause of man and I thank you for them and I give you praise now I'm reading from 2nd Kings chapter 4 if you've turned there with me now there cried a woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha saying so they cried a woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha so we're not talking Elijah saying thy servant my husband is dead and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the lord and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen and elisha said what hast thou in thy house can you say that with, with me? What hast thou in thy house? She said, not anything. I'm leaving some out. I'm trying to hurt. Save a pot of oil. Then he said, and this is the last verse. Go borrow the vessels abroad. Now the word abroad means outside go outside and do this out abroad of thy neighbors even now you notice the word even in your in your king james is italicized because the even even's not in the hebrew but the idea what the king james translators were trying to do was get the effect of who these neighbors were they were of thy neighbor don't just use your own but but affect all of your neighbors so the even should really go with neighbors not the word empty the king james says also empty vessels borrow not a few now i'd like for us to pray that our faith will rise in a time of difficulty how many will pray a special prayer right now we're getting ready to pray in difficulty we need to pray as never before some of you have led up on your praying 
and that's a sad thing because now we need prayer more than we've ever needed prayer as it as it did with this widow she began to pray and seemingly lonely and by herself and her children at stake but a great miracle of God's power was about to break in upon her home. So I want us to bow our heads for prayer and let's pray together. I want you to lift your voice, even if it's a whisper, I want you to pray with me right now. Heavenly Father, we come to you. Lord, your presence is here. The glory of God is here. Miracles are happening. I believe ears have been opened. I believe eyes have been opened. I believe lives have been touched. I believe the dead have been shaken by the very presence presence of a living God we know that there are times when the old year has gone and it leaves us with more questions than answers but we know the God that has the answer and we give you praise so speak to us today of your miracle power to begin again at the start of a new and spiritual day and we give you praise for it all in the precious and wonderful name Lord I thank you demons are trembling right now because of the name of Jesus Christ and everybody said amen amen and amen I, I'm, I want you to be seated but I want to announce my message today I'm preaching from the subject vessels not a few and I feel this is a as of course all preaching is, but I, I, I'm going to say it whether you think I should say it or not. I believe that this is a divinely ordered word for the church right now. Some of you have been praying for a divine word from God. And you said, Lord, they're going to be six foot five. Well, here's your messenger right here. God has called me to deliver that message to this place. I'm taking spiritual liberty with the events of Elisha's miracle of the vessels. In other words, I'm not going, I'm not teaching, I'm not trying, you know, I teach Hebrew, I know Hebrew, I teach language, I have a degree in ancient language, I preach, I have, uh, I have uh, all the things necessary to what the world would call homiletics and delivering words and so on. I didn't come to do that. I came to preach the word of God and I want to take the liberty of using the story of Elisha in a way that I believe God intends to shape our world and our day right now in this very place. The Holy Ghost is going to do individually and, uh, and there, there's something happening. Now, I, I, I'm thankful because when they begin to pray for Brother Johns, our superintendent who pastors up, up in Atlanta and, uh, and that great church over there and that church is praying. Does anybody believe God answers prayer? God answers prayer. He's a God that knows how to do what needs to be done. He doesn't do it because I'm a somebody or you're a somebody. He does it because he's the God he knows exactly what he's doing and I feel led to urge you to believe for that same God that Elisha served to ingeniously that's what anybody understand what I'm talking about Elisha it was ingenious what he did it was a it was some you can't cough with COVID folks so I'm, I'm I want you to know I'm fine but you know when you're when you're doing what I'm doing, sometimes you cough once in a while. All right, so it was an ingenious move of the Spirit on the part of Elisha 
Oh, I, I think these men are, are so... We, I'm, I'm going to tell you what I think about the political processes in the world. Not very much. I think the political processes of the world have become adulterated with all kinds of silliness and craziness. Very much like Hollywood has done. It's almost like another big and very dumb movie that's going on about us. It doesn't matter if it was now or four years ago or four years before that. I'm not saying that every leader among us is no good and, and it's gotta be this party or that party. I'm telling you that the process of politics does not serve up the answers that we are looking for. But there is a God that has the actual answers and we're ignoring them. We're ignoring the things that God wants to happen in our lives. But I feel today like the Spirit of God is going to show us a way and a path in the middle of this world where we're going to see revival break open in our midst. It's going to stream out of this building. It's going to touch them out there on Terra Boulevard. And God is going to pour the Holy Ghost upon this last generation. Praise God. Elisha's miracle of the vessels. And I feel that we need to believe for that same God to ingeniously start your life anew in 2021. It, you say, well, that's just a New Year's, uh, that's just a New Year's thing. No, it isn't. It is, a, it is essential that we not go back to the same dead nothingness and that we move on into revival and allow the Holy Ghost to change us. You'll recall that Elijah, that was Elisha's mentor or pastor, we could say. Elijah was directed by God to provide oil for another widow. That was 1 Kings. And I can't preach the parallels of but you do know that Elisha got the double portion. How many knows that Elisha prayed for a double portion of Elijah and he got it? And the mantle fell and the horse. Oh, that's, that's another whole sermon, but that's, that's what to which I refer. So Elijah was directed in the early moments of his ministry. Oh, I, I hope you feel what I feel. I'm feeling something absolutely profound in the Holy Ghost here today. Something that's going to, it's going to shock, it's going to surprise, it is going to wake us up. It is going to be like, oh my goodness, look what God is doing, hallelujah. Look what God is doing. I believe God's going to touch someone. I'm going to prophesy right now. God is getting ready to touch somebody. You think it's impossible, but God is going to touch them in a powerful way in the Holy Ghost. I want you to mark this on the tape. Somebody you think it's impossible. It seems like that could never happen. It is getting ready to happen because God is going to do something so powerful that it will shake our world. So Elijah was directed to provide oil. And you notice that I'm trying my best to avoid referring to this story except just very briefly. The widow believed because Elijah asked for her last little uh, cake or my grandmother used to make corn, corn meal. They're like pancakes, but they're made out of cornmeal. Oh, I still can taste them. 
Oh my, she could make, I mean, she could make anything taste like heaven's jubilee. And Elijah ate it. She believed that that meant her boy and her were, were toast. And yet she did it. But God did it because he wanted to demonstrate his power. And so her, her cruise of oil and her barrel of meal from that minute forward. <laughs> from that minute forward, not a drop of that oil ran out. The more she used it, the more it continued to come back and if it was down to the last drop I, I, I'm using a little imagination because we're not told the details but I got know I know enough science to know if there was one drop in there at midnight and you're thinking that's the last drop and you set it up on the shelf and your sleepy eyes go off and slumber and you wake up in the morning and it's full to the top. That means that sometime in that night, it either went instantly to the top. But I like to think of it this way. Oh, Jesus. Did Sister French ever? Oh, she did. Okay. Um, all right. I can't venture too far. <laughs> I was going to do a little venturing here. But I like to think of it as there's that little drop and then it just gets bigger and bigger. And it goes up like that. Wouldn't that be something if that oil in that vessel just started rising up until little by little till it gets to the top and then it just stops. Nobody was there to watch it because it was in the wee hours of the morning. But it was a miracle that God was using to demonstrate his power. So now we observe the work of the divine creator in Elisha's widow's life. Lonely because of the death of a godly husband. And how many times Satan tells us, you know, living for God isn't worth it. You know, all the, what is the song? All the, all the bad guys get all the good things or whatever. It, it's the evil people that have everything. And that's a lie from hell. That's not true. Unless, of course, you believe that money is everything. If you think money is everything, well, then maybe then you might could make a case. But money is not everything. And money cannot provide for you what you basically need. And it certainly cannot provide eternity for you. You can't buy your way into eternity. So this wife and her two boys. Now, I have three sons. And I want to tell you something. I had a son when he was born. He had a condition known as tetralogy, which is a heart condition. Two days, our doctor's name was Dr. Ao in Chicago. And I, I mean, I told him, doctor, no, no way. I'm a Pentecostal preacher. I believe God can part the Red Sea. And, and uh, I, I believe, I just, it's just not possible. He said, no, your, your boy is, uh, is ill. He's born with a, uh, a, a malfunctioning heart, and it will, it will of necessity have to be repaired. 
And I mean, I couldn't believe it. I wrestled at an altar till I could, couldn't even breathe anymore. I was preaching to a, a brand new church I'd started up over on the west side of Chicago. And, and, and I was preaching every service. God's great. God's a healer. God can do anything. God can do miracles. He can cause the, the oil in your life to rise to the top. And here I am. Devil telling me I'm going to take your son. But I have news for the devil. You cannot have our sons. You cannot have our daughters. We have committed them to God. And he feared God. She said he feared God. You take all your dirty movies and you take all of your nonsense and your cigarettes and your dope and your drugs and your guns and your prejudice and your violence. Take it. But give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. Hallelujah. Her husband feared God and his wife believed God would not forsake her. Someone said, it's easier now, Brother French, to get it. Even if you wear a mask, they're saying. This is the... I'll take these off. Can you hear me through that? You're hoping you wouldn't, right? No, but you can hear me. They're saying that the virus is mutating, which we knew it would. That's what a virus is. All viruses are mutations. But what they do, and this is a, a matter of one of the most scientific searches in the entire world, especially now. How does a virus know to mutate? So that, the, this is conjecture, but is everybody okay? Am I a little too close to home? Can I talk about it and just be very, very gentle? That even with a mask, because they're doing studies with workers in hospitals who are completely, they've got what they call triple masks on. They've got a guard, they've got a mask, they've got all these things still getting the virus through it. So they thought, well, maybe it was sitting on their hands and maybe it was getting on their clothes and, and then it would get into them. But they said, no, it, it actually in certain places, not, not necessarily in America, but in certain places it has mutated so that it can actually go through things that it used to couldn't get through. And now they're saying that the latest mutation is that it is more contagious than it was six months ago, which for all of you that are wondering what I mean by that, is that it's easier to actually get than it was. In many ways, you know, we've had church now for a number of months and we've, we've uh, been trying to be careful to do all the things we should do and we've had to stop service a few times. And at the beginning, we stopped for months there. And we have churches all around the country that haven't had church in months and months. Can you imagine what it does unless people are coming by and giving and so on? How they're even keeping those churches alive? And yet they're saying that this is more contagious today than it's ever been. You know, that 
is interesting in terms of what all of us as a nation and a world are facing. But what if we could spiritualize for just a moment? Am I going to end? Am I going to become so fearful of something that I no longer believe that God is stronger than a virus? Now, wait now. See, I don't mean by that. Oh, man, I'm tough and someone got sick and they weren't tough. I don't mean that at all. No, sir, I, I'm sick of that. I'm sick of people saying, well, my baby never had cancer, but your baby had cancer. I want to tell you, my friend, God is good all of the time. And we need to use wisdom and be cautious. But I want to tell you something. I'm trying to talk about a principle that's bigger than a virus. God is bigger than our problem. And God is greater than our pandemic. We can fight the pandemic and still have a move of the Holy Ghost. Put your hands together and thank God for it in Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Your boys are going to be taken as bondmen. But she believed that God would not forsake her. So we must never allow our faith to drain dry just because all else is gone. She said, all that I have. Now, I find this interesting. But I want you to think. That's why I'm drawing your attention. All that I have. Now just think. Since French got groceries yesterday. Because Sunday's a big day for the French family. So uh, I know there's going to be this and that. And one of the things that is the Lord always requires of us is a many, many uh, leaders of Dr. Pepper. It's always the Lord intends for us to do that. That's one of our, one of our things. And so we've got, well, Sister French is just a, a great, uh, hostess she she's she's friendly she wants to she she makes the best and she does the best that's just part of what it is to be what she is and we've had times in our life where uh did we ever not have dr pepper i'm trying to remember of that we did sister french and i want to, uh, did you hear me i want to make sure you heard me <laughs> Have we ever had a, a time when we were so, um, like when I was evangelizing and I met you, I had a dollar twelve, and that's all I had in the world, remember? But did you enjoy that date that we went out on? <laughs> don't, bring, don't, don't bring that up. Um, so we went on a date. And all we had was a dollar twelve. But guess what? We we've been on lots of meals. But guess which one we talk about more than anything? Oh, we've been places where I said I'm not paying those prices. But I said, well, it's okay. This is a special occasion. All right. And uh, and so, but we don't talk about those. They were awesome. Uh, we went one time. We went up. <laughs> I got to hurry, sister. So I went up to the top of the peach tree. Remember, it was called the Peach Tree Hotel. Now it's called something else. But at the top of it goes round and round, and and that costs a, a, a bit of money. And and we talk about that once in a while. 
That was pretty expensive. And Sister French, uh, they know this because it, uh, now we know this many years later that she had a little purse about that. She used to carry little purses about the size of your hand here. And, and uh, now she carries gigantic purses. But anyway, you know, times change. And so she sat her purse on next to her in the, at the table. Well, we didn't know that the building was going round and round. And we were sitting on the part that was going round and round. And uh, the exterior of the building was stationary. And we were sitting, and, and a little bit later, a fella came up with her little tiny purse on a big, giant tray like this. Couldn't, a big smile, couldn't wait to tell her. And she looked up, and he had her purse on there. And she looked at him, and she said, Ma'am, I think this is yours. And she looked down, and her purse was gone. He said, Oh, no, your purse has gone completely around the, the uh, restaurant. And everybody in the restaurant has watched it as it's gone around. And I wanted to rescue it just so you would know that we saved your purse from uh, other hands. So there were times that we were blessed. And there were times that we had a dollar twelve. But I can't imagine. Sister French is telling me. Now, did you have time to think about that? We have, have we actually been so... Uh, had so little that we didn't have a single Dr. Pepper. Do you remember? I mean, I want to know if you rem actually remember it. Because she does try to get me off of Dr. Pepper once in a while. Yes or no? You have to say yes or no. I've got to preach. Okay, one time. One time we didn't have Dr. Pepper. Wow. Well, I want to hear about it because I'm going to preach about that. That... A, a time where we didn't even have Dr. Pepper. That, in other words, we were flat. Do you, do you talk like that here? We were flat broke. Flat broke. If we didn't have Dr. Pepper, then we, we didn't have anything. Now, it, it evidently didn't make a huge impact because no matter what we were going through, we just thank God. Whatever it was, well, thank you, Lord, today. Oh, thank you, Lord, today. Hallelujah. She knew that God was not going to forsake her. And so our faith, even though she was down to, in other words, folks, the Bible said, he said, what do you have in your house? The idea, of course, we know because we know the story was so that you could sell it. That you could get rid of. And she said, I only have one, a, a pot of oil. That's all that I have. Literally, she'd gotten down to just the pot of oil. And of course, the point was, you say, why a pot of oil? Friend, I want to tell you something. If you do not understand the value of the oil that God provides, let me break the news to you. There is nothing like the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. There's nothing like the power of the Holy Ghost. There's nothing like the oil that God provides. 
So, just a pot of oil. Well, that was the secret. When a child of God reaches the last pot of oil, that's all that God needs. I don't know what you have, and I pray you're blessed. Now, listen to me. I pray you're blessed. I pray that you have the things that you need. I pray that your job is working out. I pray that you can provide for your family. But I am telling you, when you get down to the very bottom, the Spirit of God is all that that you will ever need whatever you're going through somebody going through anything here today would you just clap your hands and say thank you Jesus it doesn't matter I'm down to this pot of oil and I'm trusting God because that oil represents the Holy Ghost and too many in our crazy world think that everything's important except the Holy Ghost they think the television's important they think some movie stars important they think a basketball is more important than their own soul but I've got news for you today there is nothing as important as the spirit of the living God praise God the world places religious things now I don't mean the fakes the fakes live like devils and pretend they're angels I don't mean them because if you're act if you're a devil but you act like an angel that doesn't count that's a different that's a different sermon I'm talking about people that place the spirit last you know that church is okay if it doesn't interfere but that's a bad idea they put the world above their own soul but I'm telling you today in the Holy Ghost don't put your soul last you may lose the whole world and I hope you don't I hope you don't I want to tell you one of the hardest things for me as a, as a minister is seeing people in need and trying to find ways to help them I think we ought to be helping people we ought to be doing and those of you that uh, uh, begrudge it you know what begrudge means you, you, you begrudge doing something for a needy person People will say to me, and, and I'm not, am I, Lord, is this complaining? I, uh, uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, that's complaining. Uh, so someone said, you know, Pastor, they're going to just take that and go get drunk. I said, well, then why don't we get a, something where they couldn't spend it on booze? Why don't we get a, you know, there's ways. Because don't ask me to have someone come to this door who is destitute and says, my baby just died, or my wife has just died, or I don't have a dime. I had to help a man at the front of this church just the other day, laying out there. That was his hotel right out there. I want to tell you, you're asking too much of me to tell me to forget about them. We've got to love people, no matter what they've got down to. But I want to tell you, if you're down to your last blanket, Jesus is all you're gonna need Jesus is what you should hold on to now I don't want to labor it but let's take another look at Elisha and I'm almost done just when it appears the devils got the upper hand God shows us that there is new life and hope 
at the end of your difficulty. In a COVID year, for example. But you can never despise the pot of oil. No, I've got a nice, someone got me this suit recently. And I thank the Lord for it. People do things for me that I have never deserved. I never deserve them. I don't expect them. I don't ask for them. I am blessed. Does anybody feel blessed here this New Year's? I'm blessed, Lord, I'm blessed. Hallelujah. But you can't use God as a crutch. You've got to put him at the center of your life. He isn't there so you can keep on going, doing all the nonsense you've been doing. He's there to change your life. Now notice first that the woman, the widow, was instructed to borrow vessels from everywhere and everyone. Why? So that she could pour her oil into theirs. Will somebody help me preach here just the last few seconds here? Would somebody just say hallelujah? Could somebody say praise the Lord? <laughs> she was instructed to pour her oil into theirs because it would have a double effect just like there was a double portion when she poured her oil <laughs> when she poured that oil someone said what's the value of that she just got a little pot of oil well when she got to pouring it there was no end to its source it just kept right on pouring and when that vessel was full boop it just stopped pouring. So it was multiplying. One problem that discouraged people face is that they suddenly doubt that God can take their vessel and multiply the oil that is in it. That's what happens to discouraged people. I can see people... Uh, I'm going to meddle to second. Lord, I'm having, it's my first sermon. You have to let me meddle at least one time. So uh, I, I can see people just, whoa, whoa, they're desperate. And then they have one problem at home. And they come to church and they look like the mule that, and you say to yourself, what happened? I don't mean in this church, you know what I mean places I've seen it because when they become discouraged it's easy to forget or to doubt that God has life-giving oil or other people now I'm almost there musicians real slow come on up because they're, they're thinking I'm not really going to end all right so or if they don't get discouraged and doubt what God can do they're afraid of their neighbors. Now, I notice today there are people, and we're all concerned about, okay, could, could anything I do affect someone else? Is, is this person sick? Brother and Sister Johns have one of the largest UPC churches in Georgia. They've had the most restrictive rules. You have to register to come. You can't get up out of your seat unless you have a certain thing go on. In other words, they have been extremely cautious. 
you have to, I, I, in other words, I, I'm not going to go through it because I don't, I've not been there. I'm just talking about them telling me this. I've, I've talked to them. I'm a pastor. I have, I have a, a great church myself. And so I've talked to them. How are you doing it? And they've had all kinds of protections. I, I'm telling you right now, it, it, it's beyond I shouldn't say, I can't say this on tape. I do not know how in the world they even co contacted the virus. Because they are as careful as anybody I know. Have you known anyone anymore as best as they can be careful? And yet they both have COVID right now. You say, oh, I don't understand it. I don't understand it either. But I do know this. Nothing that happens to you surprises God. No, he knows exactly what he's doing. God is God and God is good. Praise God. So there were vessels, this little woman, vessels by the gobs. What's a better word than that, Sister French? Not gobs, but by the buckets, by the, well, buckets, yes, but... Um, by the by the dozens okay we'll go with that uh vessels not a few is the which means a lot that's just another way it's a nice way of saying lots of vessels and i don't know they they were sticking them in cramming them in the cupboards and cramming them in the ovens and cramming up on the shelf and all over the floor and you had to tiptoe over here you know what was going on god was demonstrating the power of the flow of the holy spirit when you pour it out and it goes to another person it begins to fill them and they become part of the house of god their lives are changed i'm telling you right now lift your hands with me. I believe God's going to touch somebody. The Spirit's going to flow from us to them. That message of hope is the widow's oil. And it's the Spirit multiplying itself in this world right now. And we thank you, Jesus. Since I've limited time, let me go back for a minute. The word Elisha means God is salvation. Just as in this miracle, the widow had debts that she could not pay. And bondage was to follow for her future and for her boys. That is, until the oil began to flow. The debt was paid. Now, let me speak very plainly. And this is, this is my very last point. For 2021, this I believe is what the Holy Ghost wants us to see. Salvation is more important than anything else in your life you don't get baptized for an easy bargain store heaven because there's no such thing it requires a vessel if you're going to make it there has to be a vessel bring them bring the vessel you don't just say, well, I'll buy that. No, 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 no. You must provide the vessel and the filling of a vessel. Your heart can never remain empty of God and yet filled with this world if you're going to make it into eternity. You have to be a vessel into which the Spirit begins to come. Praise God. Look at Genesis 6. The world was filled with corruption and sin and evil big time. Hearts were wrecked. 
Genesis 6 11 says the earth was filled everybody say filled the earth we're talking Noah's day the earth was filled with violence don't you see it so God told Noah the end is near a new day is just ahead so what do I have to do I have to build a vessel you're going to build a vessel and you're going to fill that vessel so the filling of the vessel was their hope because the earth was filled with destruction and judgment coming but God was filling the vessel with his power so that no rain, no storm. Anybody been going through a bit of a storm lately? Would you stand wherever you are? Just lift your hand and say, Lord, I've been going through a few things. And my neighbors and loved ones, they've been going through some things. And Lord, I'm going to provide a vessel right now where the Spirit can be poured into my life. Even when the door was about to shut. I want you all to go ahead and sing. I'm sorry. You all sing. It was about to shut. And they laughed at them. Even when the animals began to fill the ark. And they cheered at them they held out and they said Jesus I'm trusting you Lord that's it come on lift that other hand and say father right now I'm believing God I'm trusting God I'm giving God praise because you're going to make the difference in my family I want you to pray for that loved one right now father I thank you for it oh yes Lord hallelujah no Today, we're opening our hearts, we're opening our souls.